0: hey everybody this is michael willis coming back to you once again for the greater things podcast today i've got my good friend eli mays here with me today say hi eli hey guys we are back once again bringing you another show pretty excited for this one we've been talking about it already and uh, I'm, I'm over thrilled about, about this one. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. So, uh, but before we dive in, let's just catch up with everything. You know, school's starting pretty quick. You're starting college, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, going to Arkansas, Arkansas Tech. Arkansas Tech. Uh, what you going for? Do you know yet?
1: Well, it's kind of undecided right now. Going to my freshman year and probably make more of a decision at next semester, but be praying about it.
0: Yeah, sure will. And I know school's starting back up for everybody and, and kids are going back to school as well as parents are sending their kids or teachers, anybody involved with in the school is going back. So we're praying for you guys and hoping that, you know, this first week will set you off right and that God will just bless during the whole school year and just watch over and keep you safe. Uh, I know we had to do back, we had the back to school rally at the U of O the other night. Probably like 250 maybe people was there, maybe 300. Yeah, that uh, place was really
1: filled up. It was
0: packed. It was cool to see, uh, just young people after young people getting in and worshiping God. And you know, young people led the led the worship team. That was a that was a group of young ladies that was on that team, and they did an excellent job. So, uh you know, you, you got to pray.
1: Yeah, you know, with, with school starting back, a lot of high schools I know are starting back on Monday. A lot of you know, if if any teenagers are listening out there, a lot of kids out there are really just looking for something to believe in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they may be looking. I know if you've listened to us before, we've talked about some things they believe in that aren't right, but you can be the difference and you can really be that light that they need to see that Jesus wants you to be. And so I just say that to encourage you to never be bashful and who you are and, you know, really trust him.
0: Yeah. Well, I know we talked about it before, but last year was pretty impactful for Lamar because she had, I don't know, that day that I was there at CSU, probably 65 to 70 kids. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, I know it's a once a month meeting or something like mm-hmm. that, but it's pretty fantastic that that many kids would come on their lunch break just to have a CSU meeting. I
1: think I think we're on, on a we had a little member deal, I guess you'd say. But I think we had 86 people who were in CSU, and you know about 40 to 60 people would usually show up at the meetings. And you know that's really a good thing in a public school like Lamar that you can go to and be able to talk to God, to not only you know the pastor that's talking, but with other schoolmates. And I know for me. Growing up and in high school, that was a really big thing, you know, growing my walk with Jesus. And so if, if you aren't in that or if you're interested in being in that, check it out. It's a good thing and grow closer with the Lord.
0: Yeah. Well, I will just give a plug for Miss Little. Miss Little's the director at Lamar. Uh, at Lamar. So, uh, not sure. I'm sure we can find out the other schools, but I do know at Lamar that Miss Little is the director well, over the CSU. We meeting. know
1: that, uh, Coach Banning over at Clarksville. He is oh, yes. he is, yeah. he is the CSU person at Clarksville. So if you go to Clarksville, hit him up. I know, I know he'll he'll be happy to
0: happy to guide see you, you yeah. and direct yeah. you that to the right the right way. Anyway, no so doubt. Uh, yeah. So it's just a little plug for them. To, yeah, you know, for the parents, maybe search them out and find out who they are. Good people, good people. I love them just a little. Thankful that they allow me to come in there and speak sometimes. So yeah, uh, big opportunity. So, all that being said, summer is coming to an end, but God's still God. Yep. God's still God. So, I do want to talk today, and you got
1: something before yeah. we start? Yeah, that, that kind of brought uh, a thing up in my mind, too. You know, we kind of walk through this se- this life and seasons where, you know, we got summer and these physical seasons, but we also have spiritual seasons, guys, talking to the younger people, I guess the older people, too, now. Yeah. And... You know, we have these seasons, but never forget that through them all, the Lord never changes. And, you know, we may change as a person, but never forget that He doesn't change. He is our constant. And if you know about math, you have your constants. And I'm, I'm a little bit of math, but you <laughs> have your constants, you have your variables. And the variables may change, but your constants say the same. Yeah. And God is our constant we we may change but he never does he i don't know i don't know why i'm saying this but he never changes and never forget that
0: yeah i mean the word says that he's the same yesterday today and forever that's so it. That, that is a constant that remains throughout all eternity throughout all generations your generation my generation
1: that's
0: it uh the generation coming after you and those that are coming after them he's going to remain faithful and remain constant constant unto them so no doubt. Uh, that's the thing that you know when god says it it's yes and amen. It, it, it's amen. right there. It's put. It's the fine print. You know what I'm saying? It, it's right there. So uh, today, I want. To, we're going to cover, of course, very familiar story. Very familiar. I mean, if you've ever said in the sermon or said in church long enough in your life, you've heard the prodigal son talked about it at least once, most likely.
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of preachers and a lot of speakers even uh, they talk about the prodigal son because it, it is a true story and it it applies to so many because. We have all fallen short. We were all sinners, mm-hmm. and it, and you know we are in that sinner state. But would, when we come back,
0: I would dare say it falls for everybody. And
1: yeah, it does. You know what I
0: mean? Because even under we've got to find that at some point in life we have to find that we want to have that relationship with Jesus. So we do. at all point, at some point, we're all the prodigal son. We may not have the same stories in the same backgrounds, right. but we're all coming to to Jesus, coming to the Father. You know what I'm and saying? That
1: brings it, up a good point. Why it is used so much because. It
0: applies to all of us. Yeah, and, and it's very easily easy to relate because either you've probably been the prodigal son that you are, or somebody you knows the prodigal son, or somebody you're waiting on is going to be the prodigal son one day. At some point in life, it just relates to your life, no matter what. You know somebody that's the prodigal yeah. son, or you've been there, and, and so that situation gets brought to light a lot easier. And a lot, a lot more than the other stories than the other parables in the Bible, right. just simply because it's easy to relate to. So when we think about the prodigal son, and what kind of an overview, you know, the prodigal son comes and he asks his father, "Hey, can I, I want my my part of the riches? And I, I'm going to go out." So he gets his part of the riches. He goes out and he spends it upon things that he doesn't need. He, he's reckless with it. He takes his his half of his fortune and goes, uh, and gets into a situation where 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 there's where he has no more right and then he realizes well poo I, n- I need to get somewhere where i where i know i need to be well he ends up becoming a slave into himself and he gets into a hog pen yeah and and, and it's in the midst of that hog pen he says i remember who i am i know that i can go to my father's house and, and i know that i can come back to him so so kindly right there but i know you got something you want to say real quick yeah
1: right there in that moment like you're talking about he has to go to that hog pen to realize I feel like that's us. Sometimes we have to get God lets us get to that lowest point to realize, hey, we we need you, God. We need you. You know what I yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a good representation of how, even when we're in our lowest low, it's for a reason, and it may just to be to realize that we need Him.
0: Yeah. Well, and if you take. I guess let's just, how about we just break it down? It's, I know we, I was going to kind of do an overview. We'll just break it down and by piece by piece. How's that sound? That'd so, be good. uh, you know, you look at, at the prodigal son. He wants to get his stuff. He wants to get his riches and, and take it and, and basically go wild, basically, yeah. basically go wild and run rampant. So, you, you know, you were raised in church. Me and you were raised in church all of our lives. Yeah. Uh, my life more so than yours. I was one of those people that just was raised in life, but wanted to go be wild wanted to run away from God and and do the things that I didn't need to do, knew I didn't need to do and go places. I knew I didn't need to be. So walking out of this lifestyle, understanding that you're walking away from everything that you've ever been raised upon. You're walking away from, from the love of God. You're walking away from not, not necessarily that he's going to stop loving you, but you're turning away and saying, God, I don't need this right now. Right. And, And you're turning away from what it was my, my mother and my father's raisings, uh, very devout, very, very devoted. Always at church, Sundays and Wednesdays, you're turning away from that. Your Sunday school teachers, Mm -hmm. your preacher, your pastor, your, your worship leaders, those that are investing in your life, and and you're turning away from everything, all the riches that God has, has got in store from you. And you make a decision, okay, I don't need that. Mm -hmm. I don't want that, or I do want that, but I want it right now. And and God's timing is not right. It's not like we think it is. You know what I'm saying? It's not a God, give me this right now. I've got to have this. It's a God, I hope and I pray that I need this, and whenever you're ready to give it to me, I need it. That's it. And understanding that when we turn away from all those things, and we want to go out and and live a life full of sin and do things that are not good, pleasing unto God, that are not of righteousness, and that are walking in the honor of God. We're turning away from the very thing that we should be running to, in which the prodigal son will remember here in a little bit, but we're turning away from him and saying, you know what? I don't need this right now. I don't want this right now. I'd rather go out and have fun and, and do my thing rather than do your thing.
1: Yeah. And you know, you brought up a point about how you were, you were kind of one of those people who wanted to go and, uh, party and be wild, I guess you could say, but there's a flip side to that too, where you may, as it says, everybody's a sinner. We have to turn away from that. And there's many things you can do that are sin, but you know, like you were talking about you're wild or whatnot, where I may have been more conserved and my sins were, you know, more secret or whatever, just me and God knew, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know people out there can relate to that as well. And so, but the reason I bring up that point is because it don't matter what the sin is. Sin is sin, sin is sin. And you need to turn away from that and be like the prodigal son and return home. Yeah. And so I just say that to encourage you that even if you aren't like going out and being wild or whatever, but you know what's, you're doing is wrong turn away from that and really just walk back to him run back to him
0: you know what i mean yeah i watched and kind of bounce off that for a second i watched the video It was either today or yesterday evening but it was a man that was preaching and he had this guy with him and that one was facing one way and one of them was facing the other way and they grew up in church all their life and they've done the same things together but still yet one was going in the right direction and one was going in the wrong direction yeah we can raise ourselves to be the same as the people are in our church to do the same things that we do in our church. But if we don't choose to go in the right direction with them or be in the right direction or be that person going in the right direction while the other person goes in the wrong direction, then, then, then we're messing up, you know, we're missing it.
1: I think it, I think it really comes down to what we talked a lot about Mm -hmm. is we have to make that decision for ourselves. We can't rely, I can't rely upon you, Michael, Yeah. and I can't reply rely on my parents or my pastors. It's relying upon me and my relationship with God. It's relying on him, the one who is true, yeah. not on anyone else. Because what is a relationship? It's between you and someone else. Yeah. And in this case, it's between you and God. Now, you can have a relationship that can be good or it can be bad. Yeah. And, you know, we we always want it to be good. But ultimately, you're going to have to make that decision.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we we talked a little and. Trust
1: in a relationship, correct? correct.
0: In a relationship, learning to trust and learning to trust that God has our best interest. You know what I'm saying? Instead of thinking, well, you know, he's just wanting me to do this and I'm not going to get nothing out of it. That's completely wrong. God's got all these riches and and the glories of heaven and these gifts and callings all in your life. And he's not wanting you to suffer and, and feel like you're being a slave. He wants you to be loved and he wants you to trust in him. And when you trust in him...
1: He works all those things towards the good. Hey, and it's a it's a point too to bring up that this thing is it's two sided by God, there's good and there's evil. And when you when you're gonna walk with God, it's not all gonna be peaches and cream, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh the devil's gonna try to throw stuff at you and you know, he's gonna try to bring you back down to that hog bin, to that point where you're you feel like you're nothing or something uh he's gonna try to bring you back to that, but Michael, you bring up a good point when we really trust in the Lord, we put all our trust in him, yeah, and we know that he does have our best interest, and so well you got look it's important- it's important to remember to trust in him trust him.
0: you look at the story of job, yeah, job could have gave up his friends wanted him to give up and and just quit quit messing with that. But Job said, "Why? Why would I give up? Why would I? Why would I want to do that? Why yeah. would I want to give up on him?" And you know, and, and in the end, those three friends were the ones that were really pushing him. You got to stop this. You got to, you know, this is messing up your life and all that. And That's our words, but there's a point in time where you've got to realize, God, I trust you, or you do absolutely nothing and you sit there and you waller. And, and my dad used to call it self pity. But also you waller in the contentment of your heart who's not trusting on God. And what that means is when your heart doesn't trust on God, it becomes in a, a sour state of mind. And when you think that God is not on your side, you get, you get ill. And when you contemplate on that, your heart says, you know what? I don't want to be a part of that.
1: Yeah. You pretty much, you brought, you have the two choices or you may have multiple, but you have these main choices of either trusting in God or you either don't pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you firsthand experience, like I was talking about some of those things may be stumbling blocks between your, yours and God's relationship together. And that was one of, that was something I struggled with. And, you know, even recently a little bit was trusting that he does have me in everything that I do and everything that I am. And trust me coming from, Coming from my standpoint, it's much better to, we can, we can worry a lot less and worry none when we trust in the one who created this all. Let us not forget that. He created this all. He created us. Yeah. So why should we not trust in him? Yeah. When he has us. And so I just say that to encourage you that, you know, even if you're in the state of not, you feel like you can't trust anyone and you're like, you can't trust God. Just remember who created us all. Yeah. Who who created you? He is your creator. Yeah. What did that girl say the other night? She said, uh, "Don't don't worship the creation. Uh, worship the creator. Creator. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's that's, that's it. To rally. kind of wrap yeah. it up. That's way. right.
0: Well, you know, yeah. and you talked about that. in Jeremiah says before you even in your mother's warm mother's womb, I knew you. Yeah. Why would you not trust the one that knew you before you even thought of? You know what I mean? Like. Your parents didn't know about you. Nobody knew about you except for the one that is giving you life. And he says, I knew you before you was even thought of, before you was even even in anybody's mind of what you could be. I already had it laid out of what you was going to be.
1: There is so much that he does in our everyday life that we take for granted. I know I do sometimes. Even our breath and our lungs that we take for granted that, you know, if he didn't do, our life would not be. And so I think, I think if we could just bring that back to our remembrance and bring that back into our mind a little bit as, as a body together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would help in our, our ability, I guess you'd say yeah. to trust in him because yeah. when you lose sight of that, which I have, mm-hmm. when you lose sight of that, you start to doubt, you start to not, not, you don't even have to doubt in him, maybe doubt in yourself. Yeah. But never well, lose sight.
0: Well, it's kind of one of those deals where we take life into our own hands. We probably steer it in the wrong way. That yeah, it, it's not need to me. And you, like you said, life's not guaranteed. Well, we could step out of the sound booth and one of us lose, take our last breath, and that be it. That's it. Life's not a guarantee. Life's not a promise. But the hope and the eternal promise is that if we put our faith in Jesus. We'll see each other one day yeah. again, if, if we're to pass. We're going to walk on streets of gold. We're going to worship the father around, around the throne. You yeah. know, we're going to bow before his feet crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which I've told y'all for years. That's one of my favorite scriptures because I'm all about worship is when we get to the point of, man, we get to cry holy with the, with all of heaven assembled together, holy, holy, holy. That's a guarantee. That's a promise. My my next breath is not a promise. My mm-hmm. next my next step towards that door is not a promise. My next promise is that I'll enter into heaven one day if my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life and He is my Lord and Savior.
1: What God says He will do, He will do. He
0: will do. That is correct.
1: That I want to say that again. What God says He will do, He will do. I had a I had a I was struggling at one point a uh, couple years back or recently, and she from our church and she had said. Don't forget, God is on the throne. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a good way to put it. What we've kind of, what we've all, what we've both said and put it in a nutshell is that God is still on the throne. Yeah. And he has you.
0: Yeah. That's right. So there was that. Yeah. Sorry. That was, a, <laughs> we, we, you we experience took, a rabbit trail. Yeah. That happens every now and then. So back to the prodigal son. So he goes and he spends everything he has. And there comes, there comes the famine in the country and then he's in need he's in want yeah uh so he goes and hires himself to be basically to be a slave it said you know it says he works for a citizen or my my bible says he works for a citizen into the fields to feed swine and he he the bible says and this is this is a part that to me that blows my mind because the bible says that he would have gladly filled his stomach with the husk that the swine were eating yeah so he's got in such a bad state.
1: He's on the same level. He's
0: on the same level as a as a slave, and he's in the hog pen, and he's got in such a state that he is so hungry for something. As you was talking earlier, your kids are hungry for something. Yeah. He is so hungry for something that he it says he would have gladly filled his stomach with the husk that they were and you know, husk it's what I what I remember when my grandpa and them would feed a hog is The husk was that off the corn. Yeah. So it wasn't even the good part. It wasn't Uh the corn on the cob. It wasn't the corn. The husk was that that was just covering the corn. So you tore away. Yeah, that you tear it away and you're going to throw it away, or you as as my parent, my grandparents would do. They would feed it to the hogs. So he is sitting in a state where he is glad. He would gladly take the worst of the worst of the meal, the worst of the food, the the bottom pit of the food, and put it in his stomach just so he can have something to eat.
1: And let it. Let us not lose sight of this that. Where, where did he come from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. With his father giving his his portion of his inheritance already. Yeah. And he's gotten to this point. That just brings up a point to where it doesn't matter how much wealth we may have or how much, um, belongings we have. If we don't have Jesus, we don't have nothing. Yeah. Our you well know I mean? runs out. Our well runs out. That's right. But if we have him, uh, What's, what's the story in the Bible talking about how the mill never runs dry? The mill barrel, uh, the lady at the mill barrel. Yeah, was the prophet. Mm. Yep. Yeah, every time she went back, every time she went back, that was, that there, was was more. M- there was more in there. And that's what he does for us, spiritually, physically, mentally, and financially. Any way that you need it, and that's what he does, is he fills us back up. Yeah. And that's why he is so good.
0: Yeah. Now, that was a couple years ago. That was going into the into the new year. That was one of Robert... Robert's big deals was that we would begin to pray for ourselves spiritually, physically, and financially. Right, that we, we would pray for ourselves is that not just for others, because in order to be a healthy church, people of the church have got to be healthy. Absolutely. Now, and, and, and I got to get on this real quick, and this is going to sound ugly, and I didn't mean for this to come about, but it coming to my mind. Uh As far as being faithful to your church, if you are in a in a state of of being able to say, "Well, my pastor not feeding me." It's not that pastor's job to come and put a bottle in your mouth. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I don't mean that rude, but it's not his job to come down every holy day and speak to you and feel you. The word of God is the bread of life for us. The word of God is the bread that gives us that That satisfaction. And Jesus is the water that we will never thirst again. So if we've got those two things, there ain't nowhere in this Bible that says pastor has to feed you and you've got to be fed by this pastor. You start feeding yourself because what do we raise our children? Well, you don't have children yet, so you probably might not understand what I'm saying here. But we raise our children to start eating on their own. Yes, they have to have a bottle to start out with. So maybe in those first couple months, that pastor can attend and, and try to get you on the right track. But once you get into a state of faithfulness and obedience and, yeah. and you're walking in the path that God has laid for you, no longer is it that pastor's job to, to bottle feed you. I, and I'm saying that rudely, but at the same time being very nice. It's no longer his job to bottle feed you because you've got the bread that is the word of God now, and you're to eat upon that. So, so and, and I, I hear that all the time and this is why I'm getting, I guess I'm why I'm getting on this a little bit. It's not the pastor's job. Again, it's not the pastor's job. Well, I wasn't being fed at that church or I wasn't wasn't being supplied with the right things that I needed. You're just going to keep bouncing from church to church because you're
1: not happy
0: with the situation that you're in with yourself.
1: That's it, exactly. And it all goes back to the point where all you just said, Michael, was it all goes back to where it's between you and God. God. It's not the... It, just like I said, I can't rely on Michael. I can't rely on anybody else, but I have to rely upon, rely upon God because it's the relationship between us, yeah. not the relationship between me, my pastor and God, the relationship between us. And, you know, you may go, we may go to church on Sunday and Wednesday, but there's five other days five in the week, the week. <laughs> that you can be doing anything. Mm-hmm. And one, if you truly are striving after, truly are striving after a relationship and, you know, to grow more in that relationship, you're going to dig in a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to really want to get in, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree. And, and so, you know, <laughs> there's, there's. let's see, that's not in the five days. There's 96 hours. In five days. Yeah. So let's do a little math, trouble, troubleshooting math here. There's okay. 96 hours in, in a five day period. So you take five times eight. If you're going to sleep eight hours a day, that's 40. 40. So you're going to go from 90, 96 to 56. If I, if I'm not wrong, 56
1: hours that you're awake,
0: that you're awake. So let's say, you know, you're going to work and adults are going to work another 40 hours. So we're going to take another 40 off 56. That's 16 hours, 16, 16 hours. hours to yourself. We will give another hour to two hours. Two hours. We'll give two hours to family and things like that. So we're at 10. So six hours left after that. So 16 minus 10 for your family time. So we're we're at six now. So I'm saying all this to say this. I know we don't have a lot of time in life because we've got to work. You've got to rest. You've got to sleep. You people with families, you've got to, you've got to spend time with your families. You've got to put your family first no matter what. So in all in all, there's still six hours. That's free, free, free hours.
1: Hey, and that you know, we there's little times in our day that I know for me, I, I just tell myself. A mm-hmm. bit here. Go ahead. During during high school, uh, some of my time that I would spend, you know, every moment we want to spend with God. Yeah. But you know, even walking down the hallway, you can be talking with God. No matter where you're at, you can be talking with God. You know what I mean? You can be conversating. You can uh, be doing these things to grow your relationship with God, asking what you need to do and what you need to do to grow. Mm -hmm. And, Michael, I I remember a couple years back, back in in youth group one Sunday, you were talking about relationships. And not only with God, but, you know, growing relationships with one another, with friends, with spouses or whatnot. Communication is key Mm -hmm. and part of that. And so I think it's a... Important part to communicate with
0: God. Yeah. So, you know, so again, six hours is not a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's still six hours.
1: Right.
0: And I ain't saying throw everything away, but take two hours, dive into the Word of God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: pray a little bit, pray. You know, seek God for yourself. The Bible says when we seek, we're going to find Him. Mm. Knock, and it'll be open unto us. Mm-hmm. So if we're hungry, what, do we, what what does that tell me to do? I'm going to go to my father's house. Yeah, I'm going to go to my father's house. Hey, I need some food. I I need something. Dive into that word. Get that revelation for yourself and, and let God bless you in that time of prayer and fellowship with him and ultimately a relationship with him. He's going to see that faithfulness and say, hey, I'm going to bless you with this.
1: Hey, guess what? Getting a little bit of a preview here of what's about to happen yeah. in the prodigal son. Exactly. What's he's about to do? Yeah. He's about to come and knock. Yeah. He's exactly. about not physically knock, but he's coming and he's seeking after what he knows it's is right. What he knows is his. Yep.
0: So he comes to himself. That, as you said, we're we're past the the husk. Now he comes to himself. Yeah. It's that realization. Okay, the I want to I want to crawl. I want a closer walk. As you said, he was at the bottom, right? Yep. So I want a closer walk, and he says, "How many of my father's hired servants have an abundance of bread?" So I know we're not serv—we we are servants, but you know he's he's talking in the form of slavery. Yeah. But we're servants unto God. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing, he's looking here, and he says, "How many of my father's servants have an abundance of bread?" So what he's remembering is all those people that live with his father are being fed wow they're having bread yeah they're getting to eat here i am hungry i'm without i don't have anything to my name and all those people that live with my father they've got bread yeah so he's and take this to a church aspect you get out of church and then you remember all those people that i used to go to church with they seem so happy they seem so free they seem so fed and they're not hungry they're not starving they're not doing without I'm going to go back to my father's house. I'm going to go back to the place of remembrance that I know that I can have some food, that I know that I can have drink, that I know that he will be there.
1: Like that song says, uh Cochran and company, take me back. It's so simple, but he's just saying in that song, take me back to yeah. the place that I knew, you know what I mean? And that is so many people nowadays and even back when that they just want to be taken back yeah. to the place that they know is right. And where they need to be.
0: Yeah. So he says that. He says, I'm going to... He says, I arise. I'm going to arise and I'm going to go to my father. And I'm going to tell him I've sinned against you and before you. So that that's a realization. R- believe it or not, you have to come to the realization that you're a sinner.
1: Yeah. I'm a sinner. Yeah.
0: That's probably the hardest thing to admit is I'm a sinner.
1: Nobody nobody wants to
0: be wrong nobody wants to be wrong you're exactly right nobody wants to be wrong but being in sin is wrong
1: yep it is
0: so the first thing we've got to do is get over pride yeah why do we have to get over pride let's take a small rabbit trail small rabbit trail okay why do we have to get over pride what was the fall of satan it was pride yes that is why we have to get over pride because satan was in a place that he walked around the feet of god on the mountain of god every day and he and he worshiped God and he sang songs unto God but he got prideful
1: let, let us never get to a point like what like the satan did uh where he he was in such a high position there that he did get so prideful let us never get like that as a christian yeah. to where we think that we're all high and mighty right cuz we've been we've been doing all this and all that yeah it's it's nothing about us it's yeah. all about him the one true king and i think it's important to remember that
0: yeah well like if we start about. if we start trying to do stuff without god we are yeah we're going to end up saying and, and i i say this a lot or i try to say this a lot and make it known i don't like to say stuff unless i'm 100 percent sure that god said he's this you yes. know what i'm saying like i don't get up i don't like to get up on the stage or don't like to get up anywhere or talk to anybody and say god told me to tell you this Unless I'm 100% sure that God said that. And why? Because the enemy wants to bring in things, do things and confusion. if in confusion and say things and do things that are opposite of what God wants to do or or try to get as close as he can to God. But not being in the will of God, that it throws us off and we get into a place of, like you said, confusion yeah. and, and a state of, of not being or being unsure. That's where we get hurt. So that's that's one thing. When Admitting that you're a sinner is overcoming pride. Yeah, because the pride is is that of Satan, because Satan was prideful, and that's what caused his fall. No doubt. So when we say I'm a sinner, you're already conquering what the enemy is hoping that you wouldn't do by admitting that you're a sinner.
1: He's hoping he, he's hoping to throw one of those little stumbling blocks, yeah. just like the trust thing earlier. Yeah, this is this is kind of in the same boat right here. To where, if you are prideful, and I know all of us are at one point. We have to get over that, yeah. and give it all to Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah, that and like I said, it's it's hard to say it, but once you say it, it's a step towards freedom. So, yeah. So he says, "I'm going to rise. I'm going to go to my father's house, um, tell him I'm a sinner." He says, "I'm no longer He said, "I'm going to tell him I'm no longer to be called your son. No longer to be called your son. But that is a state of mind that the enemy wants to get us." To get us into. Yeah. That we no longer feel that we are children of God. Right. If If he can get us to the lowest of lows and get us to a place of where we are prideful and we won't admit that we're a sinner and then be afraid that we're no longer a child of God. Then he's got us in a state of mind that we can, that we're either going to end up walking in depression, anxiety, fear, worry. Because if we no longer have that peace that surpasses all understanding, as the word of God says that he would give us, if we no longer have that peace and we're fearful that we're no longer a son or a daughter of God, then we fear that we're going to miss heaven and we walk into a fear mindset that if we're not going to make it, I'm scared.
1: Yep. And And then whenever you, whenever you start getting in that fear, that he just wants that to lead to all other fears, yeah, and all other all other confusion. It all goes back to that confusing state of mind to where you may be depressed or you may be uh, whatever you are. Yeah, in this bad state of mind, but never lose sight. Like we, I, that's kind of been a theme for me on this podcast today. Is never lose sight of who, who has yeah. you.
0: Well, there was a, a couple of weeks ago. There was a young man that come to the altar, and I won't say names, but uh, he'd come up in prayer and felt like the Lord, you know, laid this on my heart. You know, you're, you, you've been walking in a state of identity confusion. Yeah. And that's where the enemy wants you. He wants you to be confused about your identity mm-hmm. because your identity with God is completely different than the identity that Satan's trying to get you into. Yeah. And if Satan can win that battle, we're not walking in the will of God. We're walking into a place of no, of, of not righteousness and not honor and honor unto the father. And that's where we enter those stumbling box. That's where we get into that confusion. That's where we begin to mess up and have the mistakes. And ultimately it comes back to that. We forget that we're children of God. Right. So, uh, we got to hurry along because we'll run out of time. We've got to cover so much. We could talk all day. We could talk already. So, <laughs> uh, he says, no longer will I be, be able to be called your son. Make me like one of your slaves. Right. My Bible says hired servants. I read the M.E.V. So he arose and he came to his father. He goes to his father. And while he was yet far away, his father seen him and was moved with compassion and ran and embraced his neck and kissed him. So I want to cover. I I told it a little bit Sunday. Uh, actually, you know, my brother was kind of telling me about this. There was a Jewish law or a custom. That when you was disobedient to your parents or you walked away from your parents and, and did something like this, like the prodigal son done, there was a Jewish law that if somebody could have the right to kill you, and it would be okay. They could murder you and they wouldn't get arrested. They wouldn't have trial. They wouldn't have any of these situations arise. So when the prodigal son leaves, the father is automatically worried, one, because he's walked out of his place of security. Where he was at his father's house, he had security, he had trust. He could trust his father that he was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody was going to harm him. Nobody was going to touch him because he lived in his father's house. Mm -hmm. But when he's walked away out of that security, he's took. He's walked away from that comfort. He's walked away from that place of being able to be safe. Now he's in a place of walking where the enemy can destroy him, where people who see him and know his situation can kill him. because it's their it's their right it's it's their custom it's their law they can kill him and they know that they're not going to have no backtrack against them they're not going to have nothing come against them so all this is going on and when he comes back home and the father sees him the only way eli that that this law and this custom can be relinquished is if that father or that mother gives him grace wow so as he sees him coming home, yes, he has compassion. He has love for him, but he remembers if I don't get to him first, somebody can kill him along the way. If I don't get to him first and if I don't give him, get him in my arms of love, somebody else can get him and murder him. And I'm going to have to watch that. See, that's what the enemy does. He wants to pull us away into a place where we're no longer comfortable. We're no longer in the security. We're no longer under the bloodline of God. And we get into a place and and he gets us into that situation where he has every right to do anything he wants to us because we walked away from God. But the ultimate security is that when we walk back to the father, He's standing there with open arms, willing, able, and ready to come and save us, to give us redemption, to give us grace, to give us mercy, to give us. And and the Bible says he got a robe. He gives us a robe robe of righteousness. He gives us a ring of love. And he says, you are my son. You don't need to forget who you need to forget who you was back over there and back where you was, you're a new person and you're my son and I've redeemed you. I've saved you by grace and no one around here can touch you because you've now been forgiven. Amen. And that's the love of God, that's the love of Jesus Christ. It is when we walk out and and as the prodigal son, we remember if I go to my father's house, I can get fed again. Yeah. If I go to my father's house, I have protection. If I go to my father's house, I know that he's going to give me a robe of of righteousness and a ring of love, and nothing will come against me.
1: Wow, wow I'm wow. sorry wow how How the Father runs to us when we're in need as well yeah. The prodigal son had to get that to that point of low, lowliness. And I don't even know if that's a word, but he had to get that point of low. Yeah. To, you know, there's the saying of when you're at the bottom, there's only one way to go. Oh, yeah. You have to look up. Yeah. And so we get to that point and the father, when we make the decision to go back to him, he starts running to us. Right. Yeah. Uh Brother Robert brings up the point or brings up the testimony where whenever he got saved, about when he, uh, he was like, Lord, uh, pretty much he had to take the first step. Yeah.
0: and if you take G- the first step, I'll, I'll go the rest go of the way. Go the rest of the way. Sorry, yeah. I lost hey, there a little bit. You're good.
1: But anyways, that is how the Lord is. And you know, in the, in the first part of this chapter, it, it has kind of two parts to it. It talks about how the Pharisees are kind of mad with Jesus. And then it starts talking about the prodigal son. I'd like yeah. to talk a little bit about the first part. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Jesus is telling the Pharisees he's, he's saying you know what man of you this is in verse 4 having an hundred sheep if he lose one of them doth not sorry'm I'm reading, I'm, I'm reading out the kJV no doth not leave the 99 in, in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he hath, he found it and when he hath found it he lay he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing and when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. Yeah. We're Jesus' sheep. Yeah. And when we're lost, he wants to find us. Yeah. He wants you. He wants you because he loves us. And he he's going to come running after you, just like the prodigal father's son. He's going to come running after you. All you have to do is say, Lord, I'm yours. Yeah. Lord, I'm coming to you.
0: You said that. That was one of your... That was one of your favorite parts a while I go to, in, in the Prodigal Son. He says, "This, uh, let me read it real quick. For this, a son of mine was dead. Yeah, yeah, and he, now he's alive again. Yeah, he was lost, but he is found. He is found. So they begin to be happy. Wow, boy, <laughs> so, that gets me going yeah, right now. He is found. <laughs> oh that Hope oh, that sound good. Yeah, it's a celebration, and I think we we forget that because. We talked a little bit about it earlier, but we forget that when people walk in who haven't been in church so yeah. long, we don't need to judge them. Mm-mm. That's a celebration. They've made a step. They've made a step and a proclamation of faith. When they walked into the building, they said, you know what? I'm here for a reason.
1: Yeah. Talk a little bit in about uh, now about how, as the church and as Christians, we have pretty much two choices. Uh, we can either be the, the other son that isn't the prodigal son when the prodigal son comes home, or we can be like the father, like we should be accepting him with loving arms and loving him how Jesus would love him and how he does love him or her. And But there's another side of that where if we are like the son, bitter, and Lord, why are you doing this for them and not me, Mm -hmm. the one who's been faithful the whole time? That shouldn't be our mindset, Michael. Mm -mm. That shouldn't be our mindset because... We should be happy because we're seeing another person say, you know what, I'm going to have a relationship with Jesus yeah. and ultimately make it to heaven, yeah. go to heaven and spend eternity with him because it comes down to this. We're either going to spend eternity in heaven or hell Yeah. and in eternal damnation or an eternal joyfulness and happiness yeah. and love and mercy and grace. And I want to see all the people go to that love and mercy and grace and joyfulness Yeah. and that light. That is Jesus, yeah. and so let us be joyful. Let us not be let us not be the other like the other son in bitterness, but let us be filled with joy. Yeah, because Mary
0: let, says, "Let us be merry." We were merry.
1: <laughs> let us be merry, and let's not forget we were in that point at one point too.
0: Exactly. I, right.
1: had, you know, we have to put in our minds sometimes we were down in our low low too. So let us not forget that. Let us encourage. And let us love. Yeah. For he is love.
0: Exactly. And he's no. And where it no says respecter. no respecter of a person. That's it. No respecter. Even if you've been saved for thirty years and they're on their salvation day for day one. Yeah. He's no respecter. That's he it. loves them just as much as he loved us, and he loves you just as much as he loved them. So, they're married. They're happy. The father's happy. We're go- we're going to close it out here in just a second. But I want but I want to cover this. I-, I told you about it a little bit. Yeah. But he, but the, you know, the son wasn't, the other son wasn't mad necessarily that he come home. He was mad because the father never gave him anything that he could go out and be merry with his friends. Right. So, and his father says this to him, and I, and I, I want this to bounce off our minds or our hearts, at least. Uh he, he answered the father. He said, look, these many years I've served you. I've never, I've, nor have I ever transgressed you, your commands. Yet you have never given me a goat so that I might be merry with my friends. But when this son comes home, you, you kill a, and I'm sorry, who has devoured your living with harlots. You killed the and calf for him. You celebrated him. Yeah. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. Let us not forget, let us not get into a place and get so judgmental that we forget while we're sitting in this church house, everything that we have is of God's. Exactly. And everything of God's is ours. We have every right, we have every authority, we have every, every right to command serpents and scorpions to be gone. We have every right to command the things of God to come down, to the glory of God to come down, that His glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. We have every right and every access. Don't let us forget that because we're mad because somebody comes home and we celebrated them. Yeah. And we got a little bit jealous. Don't forget that because while they're out there wallering, in, wallering as he said, living with the harlots, we're in here getting to serve the one who gave us life, who gave us life more abundantly, to. who gave us joy. Exactly. We get to. While they're out there choosing to live that life, we're in here wow. getting to serve God. And and to worship Him in spirit and in truth, and He's given us all power and all authority, and He has given us the Holy Ghost as a as a gift unto us, mm-hmm. that we might use Him to to battle against the wise and the ske- schemes of the enemy. Yep. God gives us all that out of pure love. Wow. So, let us not forget that. Let us not forget. Yes. Don't lose sight. Yes, exactly. Don't lose sight. The prodigal son, he did go out and do s- silly things, but celebrate his return. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being happy with somebody coming back to God. You should be. All of heaven and all the angels stand at attention when when a soul comes back unto God.
1: The verse about uh, talking about being happy
0: when they're when they're, uh, Yeah, down there down. there's there's I can't remember where it's at, but there's a scripture that says that, you know, when your brother weeps, weep with him, weep, weep but weep when they him. when they're in joy, all and, and be joyous with them. Amen.
1: That's it. When they're
0: down, Between. be with them hurt with them, but when they're joyous, celebrate, dance with them, be happy with him. And, and that's, that's the prodigal son story. That's the love of God. If we get into a state that we forget who we are, that's where the enemy wants us to be, but we can always be in the state of remembrance that if we'll go back to the father's house, he's going to feed us. He's going to give us a new robe. He's going to take those, those cloaks of ashes and he's going to turn those ashes into beauty. Yeah. And he's going to give us a ring of love and he's going to celebrate with us and he's going to throw a party for us. That's it. And that's the love of God. That's that's the prodigal son unto that.
1: And uh you know you may be asking as a listener, why 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 do we why are we talking about the prodigal son right now? Uh you know brother Robert yes. he's been mentioning the prodigal sons coming home. Yeah. And that was actually a, a prophecy yeah.
0: spoken over the church. Yeah. Uh, I that. tried I tried to see I can't remember the exact date. I don't know. Um, if I ever got a text message of when that was, but, uh, it was about April, April 13th is when Josh is saying here, saying here last year, I'm sorry. Yeah. April 13th. Yeah. And the prophecy was, if we'll open under the door unto him, be greater things. And it will be, there will be things in store and that will be unshakable. And the interpretation of that was when brother Robert got on hit got it into speaking this word it was that the prodigal sons and daughters are coming home yes they're coming home they're returning unto god they're coming home and and that that was a prophecy spoken over our church that they are coming home so we've been riding on that word (laughs) and believe it or not it's happening
1: Mm-hmm. It, it was is. a
0: couple weekends ago, we had people raise hands that had been delivered or been set free from drugs just here recently. And I think it was seven or eight. S- uh, yep. seven, I th- seven, seven, I think. Seven, I think. And in total, we've got probably 10 or 12 a- that have a- been a- set free from, from drugs or alcohol or things like that. Wow. The prodigal sons are coming home, <laughs> and we're celebrating it. We are. We're happy about it. And that's where everybody should be. You should be happy that people are coming home into God. And getting into that state of mind, and that's why we're talking about the prodigal son. Because right. what is going on right now is that God is bringing those out that have been bound, that have been pulled down by drugs and by addiction and by all those things of the world. Those that have went and spent their their life's earnings, their savings, and all that, and lived a life of lust and, and the heart with the harlot, and now He's bringing them home into redemption. He's given them a new robe and He's given them a ring. They don't look like we think they look, which should look. Right. But they are the children of God.
1: And you know, if you're hearing this and you are in that point of, uh, lowliness where, uh, you're kind of like the prodigal son where he's at his low. If you're hearing this, know that you have a home. You have a home in Jesus. Yeah. No matter where you go, you have a home in Jesus and return unto him. I think, I think that's the main point. Is that we need to return unto him uh, no matter what state we're in. Always return to Jesus. Yeah.
0: So we're. Stay with him. Stay with Jesus. Yeah. We're in our 26 weeks of prayer, 26th week of prayer tomorrow. Half a year that we've gathered on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Half a year that we've gathered on Saturdays, opened up the church for prayer uh you know the word came unto us you know watch what i do after 21 weeks these last five weeks have been insane have they not they have insane god has blessed god has poured out he's filled people with the holy spirit he saved people delivered people set people free from from possession he's done all those things these past five weeks have been crazy he was not lying when he said watch what i do after 21 weeks he
1: he will do he
0: will do it it's been insane but we don't want it to stop. We want it to keep continuing. So if you watch and or if you listen and, and to this podcast, pray with us. If you can't join us on Saturdays, pray with us. We're not just praying for Silas. We're praying for the move of God all over the earth. Every every Saturday we have a theme of some sorts that we pray for a certain something, and most of the time there's been a couple of times that it's been for our church, but most of the time it's for things around this world. So uh we're we're seeking for just more than God to just bless Salus. We want Him to touch the earth,
1: right? Because it ain't just about Salus Church or the church that we go to. It's about the church, the church, the church, yeah. the church the of the living God, the church of the living God. Yeah, and that's the thing. So be praying, like Michael said, be praying with us. And let's pray as a, as a body of Christ. Yeah. As a body together, no matter where you go, let us all pray together. Yeah.
0: Amen. So we're going to pray in, in dismissing this episode, I guess. So once again, Eli, thanks. I've, I've enjoyed this one.
1: Yeah. I've enjoyed uh, this one. This one has been very, this good. Has been fun. it's touched my heart. I know because, you know, it, it really has helped me come to remembrance of, you know, I was in that moment of, Uh, hurt and lowliness as well. Yeah. So why can't they get out? Yeah. They can. Yeah. Because of the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus. That's
0: right. Yeah. I know we say it all the time, but this is our favorite one. This is our favorite one. But man, this is, (laughs) this has probably been up there. Anyway, I know it's been one one of my favorites. So,
1: uh,
0: in, in prayer, I'm going to dismiss. Thank you again for listening. I, I've enjoyed the just text messages and messages of just, you're loving the show or, or you really like the show, if you want to reach out and, and just, you know, talk about the show, I'd be glad because this, this is fun. I, I we love loving doing this. So uh, in prayer, once again, if you have anything you need from us, don't, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, this is Michael Willis with the Greater Things Podcast. I do thank you for listening and we're going to close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day, Lord, and thank you for your many blessings, Father. Lord, I thank you for your, for your many promises, for all your promises are yes and amen, Lord. We thank you for the word of God, Father, Lord, for it is sovereign, for it is a foundation, for it is the truth of life, Father. Lord, and I just pray, Lord, right now that if there be any prodigal sons or daughters that listen to this episode, they can know that they can come home. (laughs) There, there's nothing standing in their way. All they got to say is, God, I've been a sinner, but I want to be home. And they know that they can come to you and they can have bread to eat. They can have water to drink because when you give us water, it we know that we'll never thirst again. So, God, I pray right now that whoever may be listening to this, whoever ears it may be listening upon, that you would impress upon their heart that it's okay to come home that they can return to the father without judgment without anything of being done but lord they can return unto you and you'll wrap them up in your arms of love and you'll give them a new robe a robe of righteousness you'll take off that dirty robe and you'll give them a ring of love and you'll be there for them and you'll celebrate them lord let us not forget our identity our identity that we are the sons and daughters of god and that if we would be faithful father lord we will be faithful and have that relationship and trust in you lord you will move mountains for us and those mountains will be removed the waters will part father lord everything will be moved giants will fall at our feet and you'll do it all for us lord and we just give you praise lord we give you thanks father we thank you for the opportunity just to just talk about your word to discuss your word on this podcast lord and i pray once again that it would begin to bless and touch hearts and minds lord that your word would go out lord as as the as the word says, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it would pierce our hearts and begin to move upon us. Lord, I thank you, Father, Lord, for Eli. Father, I thank you for the guidance, for the words, for the wisdom you've given us today. Lord, and we just ask, Lord, that you would bless everyone that listens, Lord, and those out there and touch your church, your body, Lord, your people and your sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks once again for listening to the Greater Things Podcast. Hope you have a great day.